Hello, Ride Podcast coming to you immediately after the Thursday night football game. The Cleveland Browns taking care of business against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I gave out the Browns minus four and a half. That ended up winning, but the under getting taken off the table by a field goal at the end. The final score 23 to 17. The under just missing a meaningless field goal. I mean, it wasn't meaningless at the time, I guess. So. I can't be mad at Mike Tomlin, but I just hate losing bets like that. Uh, joining me as he does every Parker, Josh, uh, how'd you enjoy that Thursday night football game? It was a good game. Great defensive game of that touchdown at the end, probably messed up a couple people parlays. So, yeah. So what's funny about that is the, the Brown thing, they're up by two. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, man, like, as I have the Brown line parlay with the under, and I was thinking, man, I kind of want them to kick the field because if they score the touchdown, Pittsburgh needing a field like like needing two scores, they might take the field goal and screw me over. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. So mm. you can't win them all. Uh, my picks for the podcast one and one, but my parlay completely down the tubes. But on to bigger and better things. We're looking to make some money on, and we have some really good games. I'm going to start with the game of the week here, in my opinion, the Bills taking on the Dolphins. The Dolphins, a six-point underdog at home. The over-under sitting at 52-and-a-half. And first place in the AFC East is on the line. And, Josh, I've got a big lean in this game, and I'm going to throw a couple stats at you to tell you why. I said on my last podcast, I don't care what this number is set at. They couldn't set it high enough. I'm going to – you have the Bills scoring 36 points per game, the Dolphins scoring 31 points per game. Uh, both teams passed the ball. The first, second, and third leading receivers in the league are all involved in this game, Hill, Diggs, and Waddle. Uh, you have Tua and Allen tied for the in passing touchdowns. The Dolphins converting 52% of their third downs. The Bills, a lead leading 61%. Neither one of these teams runs the ball a lot. Uh, there's going to be fireworks in this game. Going to air it out. I love, love, love the over in this game, over 52 and a half. And I'm going to take the Bills minus six just because I'm 0 2 this year. And I tip my cap to the Bills. I'm not going to do that again. Uh, over 52, my favorite play in this one, but I'll, I'll pick the Bills as well. We agree on the over 52. Uh, definitely, like you said, the offensive fireworks in this game from Josh Allen to Tua Tungawailoa to the wide receivers will definitely. Uh, make it beat the game of the week. So we definitely agree on the over. I am taking Miami plus six and a half. I believe in this Miami team, and I just believe that the type of speed that Miami has, you can't prepare for in a week. You can't really prepare for in two weeks. So with that being said, give me Miami plus six and a half and the over in this game. I, I don't think the punter is going to be on the field very often. This one. I'm <laughs> looking forward to watching this game. That is going to take us to another game, which looks to have some fireworks. That is the Lions taking on the Vikings. The Vikings, a six-point favorite at home for this from the over-under, yet again sitting at 52-and-a-half. And I really just looked at the Lions' uh, statistics for this one. The Vikings, their offensive statistics don't look great because – they had a bad Monday night football game last week, but that was against a very good Philly secondary that was on the road. That was Kirk Cousins. We all know he can't play in prime time. I think this is going to be a bounce back game for the Vikings offense. You look at the Lions on offense, they're averaging 35 and a half points per game. They're giving up 
32 and a half points per game. So I think this is going to, this game again is going to fly over. I love the over 52 and a half. And I also like the Vikings minus six. I think they bounce back here. I think Justin Jefferson, this porous Lions secondary. And I think you see this game like a 38 to 28 type of game. We agree. I like the Vikings and I like the over. Uh, like you said, the Vikings play a terrible, and that's being a nice, terrible Monday night football game. Kirk Cousins was Kirk Cousins. So, usually, you know how it goes with, with Kirk Cousins. He'll play one terrible game, and then they'll come up with a great act with a, with a uh, follow that up with an excellent game. So, I believe the Vikings will win the game, and I'm taking the over in this, uh, this game as well. Just because I don't think the Vikings defense as is is as good is as good as it was week one against the Packers. I think they're somewhere in the middle between week one and week two. I, I kind of had the same feeling, and the the Packers offense doesn't have the weapons that this. I, mean, I can't believe I'm saying this statement uh, about about the Lions. The Lions have much better weapons than the Packers too. So, granted, they they Jared was an average quarterback. When you have weapons in that offensive line, an average quarterback is all you need. Put up yards. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you can see that in the NFL now. Look at Jameis. Look at uh, Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins. So, if you have, you know, average quarterback play, you can, you know, do something with a quarterback. You still need an elite quarterback to win. But uh, both defenses, the Lions and the Vikings, you know, uh, I would say bottom 10 defenses. So, this should definitely be. The Lions might be the worst. (laughs) The worst. (laughs) Absolutely. It could be the worst. Uh, But I definitely think they'll be scoring in this game for sure. Uh, Should be some fireworks. You're watching Red Zone. Uh, These first two games we talked about are going to be all over it. Uh, That is going to take us to the Chiefs taking on the Colts. The Colts, a five and a half point underdog at home. The over under in this one sitting at 50 and a half. And this is the home opener for Indy after two trap road games to start the year. Uh, you could say they had no wide receivers in that Jacksonville game, but that is no excuse for how bad this offense looked. Matt Ryan looks absolutely cooked. They weren't able to get the run game going with Jonathan Taylor. That being said, this line stinks to high heaven. With Chiefs minus seven, maybe Chiefs minus eight. Colts plus five and a half just makes it look to me like they're begging you. So I think Vegas is up to something. So I am not touching the side. If I was forced to bet it, I would take the Chiefs. I'm going to be on the under 50 and a half. I think the Colts game plan in this one is going to be to keep the ball on the ground, pick up first downs, grind clock, keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. Uh, And then for the Chiefs, this offense is still really good without Tyreek Hill, but they're nowhere near as explosive. They have a new, improved offensive line. I think they're a very efficient offense, but I think they will also have some long, sustained drives. And I think that's going to lend itself uh, to this game going under the 50 and a half. So that is my pick for this one, under 50 and a half. I am taking under 50 and a half, and I'm taking the Chiefs minus five and a half. Uh, the Colts suck. My my preseason pick to win the AFC South right now. They can't win anything. Their defense is terrible. Their offense is terrible. They don't have any receivers. Their offensive line is overrated. I am taking the Chiefs uh, minus five and a half, and I'm taking the under 50. Uh, is it 50 and a half or 51 and a half? I, I see it at 50 and a half at Caesars. 50 and a half. I'm taking the under in there, guy. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm my favorite plays of the week. I don't understand how any game involving uh, the Colts 
who didn't score a single point last week and have an over-under of 50. The defense is still good. I don't think they're going to give up, you know, 35, 40 points to the Chiefs. And I don't think they can score either. So, yeah, the, the under will definitely make its way into our parlay for this week. That is going to take us to the Ravens taking on the Patriots. The Patriots, a three-point underdog at home. The over-under sitting at 43-and-a-half. The Ravens huge lead to the Dolphins last week. Uh, the Dolphins also beat the Patriots in week one, 20 to seven. So that's a common opponent between these two. Uh, the Patriots coming off a victory against a bad Steelers team that we just saw lose another one here on Thursday night football. And this is a, a matchup of strength. So the Patriots have only given up one play longer than 27 yards on the season. The Ravens had four such plays just last week. So the Ravens offense relying on big plays. The Patriots defense does not plays something has to give on the other side we saw this Ravens secondary get torched by Hill and Waddle last week but no one on the Patriots can come anywhere close to doing that I think the Ravens defense is able to completely contain uh, this boring not flashy that Lamar Jackson is able to create some big Patriots defense so give me the Ravens minus three it's actually one of my favorite plays I agree Ravens minus three uh I I think the Ravens are the better team. I think the Ravens want revenge, and I think the Ravens will go up to Foxborough and win the game. Uh, yeah, the, I like the coaching matchup here, um, uh, Harbaugh against Belichick, but I, I've been saying it for uh, the last couple of weeks, really, with Belichick. I think um, – I hate to say the game is cast them. We'll see him come through in spots where, he, where he's clearly the smartest guy in the room, like with that Blizzard game last year where he – it just doesn't pass the ball whatsoever, and he's able to just just game plan his opponent and and find an advantage. But I don't think you're able to do that in every scenario, and I think uh, this is a situation where the Ravens are just going to come in uh, as the better team. That is going to take us to the Bengals taking on the Jets. The Jets, a six-point underdog at home, the over-under sitting at 45. And the Bengals, a big favorite yet again. They are 0-2 as uh, favorites of seven or more this uh, this year. Uh, 0 2 straight up, by the way. So, like, not only just not covering the number, just losing the game outright. A big favor. And of course, they lost to the Jets last year. We had the Jets coming off of a wild win last week. But I think this is a must spot for Cincinnati. And granted, this O line has looked really bad, but there's no TJ Parsons lining up on the other side for the Jets. Of course, the two stud pass rushers that the Bengals had to face in week one, in week two. So, I think this is a get right spot for the Bengals. I think they. Blow the Jets out here. Bengals minus six in this one. We agree. Uh, I think the Bengals have to win this game. You cannot start 0-3. Definitely cannot if you want to get back to the Super Bowl or even make the playoffs in that for that matter. So I think the Bengals will come out with their, you know, antennas up. I think they'll beat the Jets by more than six and a half. So give me the Bengals minus six and a half. Now, we seem to be in agreement on a lot of these. It uh, might be uh, kind of hard to dig Five, maybe we have to go with a, a real long shot parlay and win up. Uh, be one of those guys that's one of the million dollars. Joy, see pop up on Bleach Report. Absolutely, man. I have like a 16 leg parlay. <laughs> Let's go for it. That is, we're going to be in disagreement on this next one. Uh, to the Eagles taking on the Commanders, the Commanders, a six and a half point underdog. And over under sitting at 47 and a half and the Eagles are flying high sitting at two and oh after a big Monday night win 
against Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. Jalen Hurts looked fantastic. The defense is looking great. But I think the Vikings shot themselves in the foot a lot in that game. I think it should have been a lot closer. They had the blocked field goal. Uh, they had a couple of big plays, a couple of big moments where they could have made that game closer. And Kirk Cousins just kept turning the ball over. Um, the Eagles, everyone's really high on them, but they're laying a lot of points here. They're on short rest. They're on the road. And I think this could be a little bit of a Carson Wentz revenge game as well. I don't think there's any way Jalen Hurts is going to look as good as he did on Monday night. Six and a half points is too many points for a team on short rest to lay on the road. I'm going to hold my nose. I know they haven't looked great. I'm going to hold my nose and take the Commanders plus six and a half here. Well, I actually agree on that. <laughs> I, think, I think Philadelphia will win the game, but I t- I'm taking Washington plus six and a half. I believe that they, uh, like you said, everything lines up for it. Great Monday night game, not that much rest. Washington played on Sunday. They got beat by Detroit. So I believe that you'll get the best Washington, especially because Carson was playing against his former team. So he'll he'll be ready for that game. So. Give me Washington plus six and a half. I am taking the Eagles to win the game, though. Yeah, and uh, last year it was the same situation. The Eagles came in uh, against Washington as huge favorites, and they uh, they won that game 20 to 16. So if you get a similar type of game, uh, the commanders will cover that number. That is going to take us to the Saints taking on the Panthers. The Panthers now a three-point underdog at home. The over-under sitting at 41. And this Saints defense looked fantastic against your Bucks last week. But then you go back to week one and look pedestrian against the Falcons. It seems like there's something about this Saints defense that just plays better against Tom Brady. But, I mean, they're maybe, I would say, good against everybody else. But they're not as great as they are against the Bucks. Um, the Panthers sitting at 0-2 but lost two close games, one on a 59-yard field goal, the other on a 56-yard field goal. Christian McCaffrey looks to be back. Uh, hopefully he's healthy for this game I just saw earlier today. He got added to the injury report. And this Saints defense got tore up by Cordero Patterson in Week 1, who you could argue is a lesser version of Christian McCaffrey. So I actually really like the Panthers plus three in this one. And they are also going to be my first leg of the teaser of the week, teasing the Panthers up to plus nine here. Well, Carolina's my playoff team, so I have no choice but to ride with. I'm taking Carolina plus three, and I'm taking Carolina to win the game. I believe Carolina's had bad luck. Like you said, they lost two games on over 50, over 55-yard field goals. Uh, the offense has been sp- hit, hit, hit and miss. Uh Obviously, I still have faith in Baker Mayfield. I think they have still great weapons. Uh, Carolina needs to win. They can't be 0-3. Or you'll start hearing rumblings about Sam Donald coming in for Baker Mayfield. So, I believe that Carolina will play their best game of the season and win this game. So, give me Carolina plus three. And I think it's really easy to forget that Baker Mayfield came came on late in the offseason. He, he didn't get a full offseason with this team, so he's still getting acclimated to a lot of these guys. So I'm not surprised that he's gotten off to a little bit of a slow start, but I think we definitely see him improve down the stretch. Absolutely. I, I don't think Baker Mayfield has played bad. He had the one bad interception in week one. Other than that, he's played well. So uh, and I, I can say that he's, he's, he's not the reason why they've lost games. He's not. So – uh, with that being said, obviously he has to play better. The offense has to play better, obviously. And I believe that they will. And I believe they'll start doing that on Sunday when they beat the Saints. Uh, again, again, in agreement there. Uh, that is going to move us on to the Raiders taking on the Titans. The Titans, a two-and-a-half-point underdog at home, the over-under sitting at 45. And it was a terrible week, too, for both of these teams. The Raiders, of course. 
collapse against the Cardinals up 20 to nothing, blowing that game. The Titans get blown out against the Bills. It was a game for about two and a half quarters. It was actually seven to seven. The Titans got a fourth down stop and they were driving for the lead. That got derailed by a face mask penalty. They had to punt and the Bills scored, I think, on their next four or five drives and never looked back. Uh, Derrick Henry does not look to be the same running back, but this Raiders team uh, just allowed 5.1 yards per carry to the Cardinals, and they don't have a Derrick Henry on their team or a very good offensive line. So I think you could see Derrick Henry get back uh, to form in this game. The Raiders could be 2-0, and but they have not gotten a good game from Derrick Carr so far, uh, even though he – was able to get the ball to Devontae Adams in week one. And Devontae Adams put up good receiving numbers. Derek Carr has not put up good numbers in any game yet this season. So I'm not high on either one of these teams. I really don't want to put, pick either one. Uh, you know, twist my arm and I'll say that I'll take the Titans plus two and a half just because they're underdog at home here. I am taking the Raiders minus two. They have to win this game. Like I said, they're 0-2. Uh, this is big. They have to win this game. That AFC West is a killer with the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Broncos. Uh, if the Raiders have any chance of making the playoffs, they have to win this game. I'm taking the Raiders minus two. And this is kind of an elimination game. Uh, both teams sitting at 0-2, so at least one 0-3 going into week four. Uh, that is going to take us to the last of the 1 o'clock. I don't have a lot to say about this one because it is the Texans taking on the Bears. The Bears, a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home in this one. I don't want to spend too much time talking about this one. Both of these teams stink. I'll just say that in the four games that these teams have played this year, there have been a total of 25, 29, 37, and 40 points scored. So 40 is the high water mark uh, point scored for these two teams. The over-under sitting at 40, so I'm going to take under 40 here. Um, twist my arm, make me pick a team. I'll take the Bears as the home team, but uh, under 40 is my play for this one. We agree. Uh, I believe that the Bears will win this game. I'm definitely taking the under. Both teams' offense is shaky, to say the least. Bad offensive line, average receivers, other than Brandon Cooks. So I am taking the under, and I'll take the Bears at home. I believe Justin Fields will have to make up for what he said in the media this week about the Bears fans. So with that being said, give me the Bears at home, minus two. That is going to take us on to the afternoon slate. We're going to start with the Jaguars taking on the Chargers, the Chargers, a seven-point favorite in this one, the over-under sitting at four. And that seven-point number makes me think that Justin Herbert is going to play. Obviously, if he gets announced out, uh, you will see this line move. So if you're looking to bet this game, I would say to wait unless you unless you like the Jags. If you like the Jags in this one, then take that seven points now. Uh, if you like the Chargers, then I would definitely wait to see if Justin Herbert is going to play. Not going to move any higher than seven, but it can definitely move down uh, if he is ruled out. The Chargers really should have beat the Chiefs on Thursday, but inexperience at the coach and quarterback really just did them in. Uh, this is Justin Herbert and Brandon Staley, just uh, unproven, uh, maybe not unproven, but just not seasoned in this league yet like Patrick Mahomes and especially Andy Reid are. And you saw that rear uh, that come to play Uh Inexperienced guys find ways to lose games, and that's what the Chargers did on Thursday. However, this week, I don't think that's going to come into play. I think they are just vastly more talented than the Chargers are improving, but the Chargers are just in another class. So if um, if Justin Herbert is able to play, I love the Chargers minus seven in this one. 
I'm going to take Jacksonville plus seven. I do think the Chargers will win the game, but I like Jacksonville plus seven. I like the fight that Jacksonville's had this year. First game against the Commanders, second game last week against the Colts. They thoroughly dominated the Colts. So I believe Jacksonville is an up and, up and coming team. Uh, with that being said, I do think the Ch- Chargers will win the game, especially with Justin Herbert playing. Uh, by the way, that's the only reason why this line is seven, because they expect him to play, so I expect him to play. Right. So I'm taking the Chargers to win, but I like the Jaguars plus seven. Yeah, I mean, you never know what that Chargers doctor, man. The last time we had a, a problem in the rib area, uh, you know, we ended up having oh, a, an emergency before the game. He won't He won't do that to Justin Herbert, trust me. <laughs> he won't have a job. So. <laughs> That's going to take us to the Rams taking on the Cardinals. The Cardinals are three-and-a-half-point dog at home for this one. Over-under sitting at – no, I don't have the over-under written down for this one. Uh, 48-and-a-half, sorry. Uh Talk about a fall from grace for the NFC West from having three playoff teams last year to just every team being in uh, in shambles. The Rams lucky to be one and one. The Cardinals uh, having to, you know, pull a rabbit out of a hat to get their first win last week. The 49ers having Trey Lance go down. Uh, the NFC West, man, last year every team had playoff aspirations going in. Now I'm looking around wondering which one of these teams – is going to be in the playoffs because um, neither one of them looks like they deserve it. No, absolutely. Uh, the Rams struggled with uh, the Falcons. 49ers obviously got their quarterback situation. It's Seattle with Seattle. Uh, and Arizona had a rocky offseason, to say the least. So, uh, no, definitely. It's a, uh, it's a fall from grace from that division for sure. Definitely. Yeah, and just looking at this game, um, this Rams offense has looked pretty pitiful outside of Cooper Cup. Uh, but when you're going, I think Cooper have a massive game in this one because the Cardinals defense, uh, excuse me, the Cardinals corners are really, really bad. Uh, Kyler Murray looked great at the end of the game, but I th- that's the only time that he's looked good all season is when he's doing that scramble around schoolyard style. And of course, we saw that not work last year in the playoffs against these same Los Angeles Rams. So give me the Rams minus three and a half in this one. I also like the under 48 and a half. We agree. Rams minus three and a half. Uh, I think the Rams are just a better team, better in the line play, O-line, D-line. Uh, and like you said, the Cardinals, I still to this day don't understand why they've never signed a solid good corner. They're Byron Murphy. He's a good corner. Uh, solid's a good corner. Other than that, just a bunch of guys. So give me the Rams minus three and a half. Uh, That is going to take us on to your Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Green Bay Packers, the over two in this one of the Bucs, a one-point favorite. And this is Brady versus Rodgers round five. I I know it's weird that they're both, uh, you know, Brady is, what, 45 years old, Rodgers is 40, and they've only met uh, four times before this. But I guess uh, you consider that they played an opposite their careers and never met in the Super Bowl. So I guess it does make sense. Uh, Brady is leading the all-time series three to one. Brady has won the last three, including the 2021 title game, which Josh, I'm sure you remember well. Great game. Uh, it was a great game. Scotty Miller, first half touchdown, really uh, was the separator. Uh, yeah, it was a great game. Loved the game. I'm sure you did. It led to uh, Tom Brady hoisting yet another Super Bowl trophy. Uh, with all that being said, this game is really more 
practice and the run games, neither QB lighting it up early on. Uh, you have Dean and Davis uh, for, for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers looking like one of the best cornerback duos in the league. They really make it tough on this young Packers wide receiver core, which looked great to start the year. Uh, on your side, you got Mike Evans suspended, Chris Godwin out. So both teams, I think, are going to have to rely heavily on the running backs and the running game in this one. Packers run defense, even though the defense played well as a whole, they actually kind of challenged by the Bears. Um, this Bucks usually stout run defense as well has given up a lot of yards per carry, uh, even though it, no one likes to run the ball against them still. The Cowboys and Saints still both average more than five yards a carry. So I think you can see both teams on the ball in this one. Packers running backs more, though. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, I think, uh, are just better uh, than – Leonard Fournette on his own. So I know you're not going to like it, Josh, but give me the Packers plus one in this one. I also like the under 42. Yeah, we agree on the under. I definitely think it'll be a defensive game. Uh, both defenses will have to shine. Like you said, both running backs have to shine. Uh, which receivers to step up? We have Green Bay's young receivers. You have the, uh, I don't want to say the inexperience of Tampa Bay receivers, but it's not Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, or Julio Jones. But I'm taking Tampa Bay minus one. Tampa Bay is just a better team. Uh, Tampa Bay's defense is the best defense in the NFL. Uh, uh, from Via Vea to Shaq Barrett, Devin White, Levante David, like you said, Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean, uh, Sean Murphy Bunt in the third corner that they have. I think Tampa Bay safety, safety, uh, for safety combination between uh, uh, Antoine Winfield, Mike Ev- Mike Edwards, Keon O'Neal, and Logan Ryan, that versatility and that depth right there will help them Sunday against the Packers. So give me Tampa Bay minus one and give me the under in this game. Uh, so we're at least in agreement on the under there. That is going to take us to the final afternoon game, the Falcons taking on the Seahawks. The Seahawks somehow a one-point favorite in this one, the over-under sitting at 42. And not a lot to say about this game, except it is going to be my second leg of my teaser of the week. I think the Seahawks may be the worst team in the NFL. Um, they had that flash in the pan to start the season on Monday night against Russell Wilson. That was their their mantra for this season was one in 16 is fine as long as this is the one. Um, I think they're the worst team in the NFL. I wouldn't be surprised if they finished two and 15, three and 14. The Falcons on the other side, they're 0 2, but they've been spunky in those two losses. They put up some points against some pretty good defenses. So I like the Falcons plus one here. Going to be my second teaser leg uh, for the teaser of the week. So, as I said, I'm teasing the Panthers two plus nine. I'm going to tease the Falcons up to plus seven. I agree with the Falcons plus one. The Seattle suck. And I, I agree with you. I think Seattle had that one win of the season, week one against Denver. Other than that, I think Seattle sucks. So, give me the Falcons plus one. I think the Falcons will win this game straight up outright. Uh, Marcus Mariota is the best quarterback on the field. The Falcons have weapons. Whether it's Drake London, they need to get Kyle Pistol Kyle Pistol ball more. But give me the Falcons plus one. Yeah, uh, the comments from the head coach after the game really not making sense to me when he said when they asked him why he wasn't getting the ball to the pits, and he made a comment that this wasn't fantasy football. 
And it's like, yeah, but in real football, it still makes sense to get the ball to your most talented player. That seems like a pretty effective way to win football games. Absolutely. I don't know why you argue about getting the ball to your first or second best offensive weapon. That's stupid. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, That is going to take us on to the primetime game. So we're going to start with Sunday night football. It is the 49ers taking on the Broncos. The Broncos, a a one-and-a-half-point underdog at home, the over-under sitting at and a half and it's been a rough beginning in denver for nathaniel hackett and russell uh, just 16 points in each of their first two games against the texans and the seahawks now the 49ers come to town with a much better defense and to look better with low under center i understand you got a home field advantage for the broncos mile high air but that really didn't come into play against them Texans team. The Texans really hung in that game the whole way. Russell Wilson, 14 of 31, looked absolutely terrible. Uh, both teams played pretty bad opponents the first two weeks, but the 49ers played in the monsoon in week one. I don't think you could really hold that. Week two, they absolutely dominated against the Seahawks. The Broncos just looked bad in both of their first two games, so I'm not sold on either of these teams. I want to see more from both of them, but since I've actually seen the 49ers play like a good football team i will take the 49ers minus one and a half and i also like the under 44 and a half in this one we agree i think san francisco was the better team they they have their leader back in jimmy garoppolo i think most people will see that this week i i like the 49ers to handle business to go to denver and win i'm not sold in the daniel hack and i'm not sold in the relationship between him and russell wilson uh, and the, the uh, Broncos offense is struggling. Uh, I don't know if Jerry Judy's going to play. Uh, KJ Hamler's just coming back from an injury. They lost Noah Fant, so they're depending on Albert O. Albert O has to step up. So give me the 49ers to win this game outright and give me the 49, uh, uh, give me the 49ers plus one. Yeah, so uh, get some different lines in this one. Uh, I've seen the 49ers minus one and a half. I know um, that's. I'm sure where where else I saw it. I think it might have been DraftKings had 49ers plus one. So again, I said it a couple of times. I'm here. Shop around. Oh, like don't just make your bets all at one place. If you have the capability, shop your bets around because different books are going to have different lines. You can always get a good a better number, especially um, if you're betting money lines. You could get more money for your bet, not just more points. So just uh, always shop your bets around. So good advice Absolutely. there. Absolutely. So that is going to take us to the final game. And for me, it will be the most anticipated game of the week. My Dallas Cowboys taking on the New York Giants. The Giants, a one-point favorite at home. The over-under sitting at 39. And the Giants are by far the worst 2-0 team in the league. They could easily be 0-2. Daniel Jones, despite what his fake completion percentage might say has been his usual bad self he's now facing a stout Cowboys defense with Micah Parsons and not just Micah Parsons we've had Dorrance Armstrong second stepping it up uh Andrew Esch playing better than he has I, I think since his rookie season he's looked the best since then Dante Fowler ad- adding some depth to our pass rush uh Trayvon Diggs I know he's not putting up the interception numbers but he is still playing really well completely shutting down Jamar Chase last week. This, Josh, is the best defense in the NFL. Your Bucks uh, can be number two. Uh, <laughs> but maybe we'll have to meet again in the playoffs, uh, hopefully at our at, – at, uh, oh, I guess that first game was in our house, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was in Dallas. So. Well, I'm going to have to think of another excuse for it, so I'm going to have to come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm in love with this Cowboys defense. I think 
terrorize Danny Pennies. I think you see at least one strip sack by Parsons and two interceptions that create some short fields for my guy Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush will improve to 3-0 and as a starter. I am taking my Cowboys plus one and the under 39. We agree. I'm taking the Cowboys plus one. I think the Cowboys will win the game outright because of the stifling defense. Now, we disagree on who has the best defense. I think the Cowboys has, has the second best defense. <laughs> if, as long as we're one and two in some order, it's fine. Shake and bake. I would I would I wouldn't mind if they played each other again this year, that last year they said they were this year. Hopefully they can again uh, between the Cowboys and Tampa Bay. But for this game, I'm taking the Cowboys. I believe the Giants, I'm not gonna say they're the worst two and no team. But I don't think they I don't think they should be two and no. I'll just say that. So uh with that being said, I love the Cowboys' defense. I think the Cowboys' defense is the best unit on either side of the field, either side of the ball. I think they'll come out and play. Lawrence Taylor will be there. Uh, I think Michael Parsons will want to put on the show for him since he's been compared to Lawrence Taylor. Uh, I think Michael Parsons right now is the second-best defense player in the league behind Aaron Donald. Now, obviously, when T.J. Watt comes back, you can make that case of who's one, two, and three. But I believe they're the three best defensive players in the league, Michael Parsons, T.J. Watt, and uh, Aaron Donald. So uh, I think we'll have a big game for Michael Parsons on Monday night. Cooper Rush will do everything he can to not mess up the game. And give me the Cowboys plus one. So I love everything you just said, except for the fact that you aren't the worst 2-0 team. I'm going to read you the list of 2-0 teams. The Miami Dolphins, Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles, Tempe Buccaneers, New York Giants. One of those things is not like the other. The New York Giants are definitely the worst 2-0 team. Well, I, I can't say they're the worst 2-0 team. That's what I'm saying. They, they, if you, Yeah, obviously, if you game the 2-0 teams, they don't, they don't measure up. They don't line up. But I do believe that they, they, they've improved. They have weapons. You feel me? It's just all that comes down to Daniel Jones, or as you call him, Daniel Pennies. So <laughs> my point is, is that uh, they have weapons. They have a good team, and they they're doing this without their their uh, without uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. He hasn't even played. So uh, I can't say they're the worst two and O team. They're two and O, and if you become two and O, it's only six two and O teams, seven two and O teams. I think they're 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 a solid, a good team. So who's so who is the worst two and O team if it's not the Giants? Is what I'm saying. I, I know you don't want to speak ill of them and give them credit for being two and zero, but they can easily be zero and two. Yeah, but I mean, you can make the same thing for Tampa Bay. You can say the same thing for uh, Philadelphia. You can say the same thing for. Uh, so I, I mean, I'm just saying, it's a couple of teams that are two and zero. They haven't played their best game yet. So I'm, I, I they're two and zero. They haven't played their best offensive game yet, but they find they. To me, it's all about finding ways to win. They they find ways to win. They they found a way to uh have the Titans kicker choke a forty five yard. I, I I'm sorry I'm just I'm not sold on this Giants team. I, they, they remind me of the Panthers last year when the Panthers started three and zero and everybody got real high on them. Uh, I just, I think the Giants are going to finish this season still be five and twelve six and eleven. I don't think they're a good football team. Mm, okay, well we'll see. I I, I I will give the Giants credit. They're two and zero. They haven't started two and zero in New York in years. Uh, the Jets are one and one in New York, so it's a good time to be a New York sportsman. So I think we agreed on. I think there's 15 games on like 12 or 13 of them. Now we can't play 
a 12 game parlay. It's funny because I came into this podcast thinking, oh, let's cut the pot. Let's cut the uh, let's cut the parlay down because it hasn't hit yet. Incredibly close and just missed, but it's hard to hit a five game parlay. So I thought, oh, maybe we'll play a three leg parlay. So I think what we could do for this week, since we have so many games, might be able to play two or three different three leg parlays. Or would you rather just bundle them all up and go for one big hit? Um, I, I'll just bundle them up and go for one big hit. <laughs> Josh and I have put together a doozy of a parlay for the parlay. It is going to be an 11-leg parlay plus 130000 So a $10 bet is going to pay $13,474.09. So get ready for it because it's – we have the over Miami game. We have the Ravens minus three, the Commanders plus six and a half, the under in the Chiefs and Colts game, Carolina plus two and a half, the Vikings minus six, the Bengals minus – the Rams minus three and a half, the Falcons plus one, the 49ers minus one and a half, and the Cowboys plus one, our $10 bet pays $13,474.09. Uh, Josh, if that hits, uh, we're going to be able to buy something nice. Can't, be, can't wait to roll in the money. Can't wait to <laughs> roll into the money. <laughs> now, go ahead. No, I said, man, that's a great parlay. I, I believe that all those things can hit. Uh, uh, that would be, that, that amount of money would be so, so great. Yeah, I I saw the um there was a college parlay. I saw uh, some kid hit on a, I don't know if it was a kid or some guy, but he hit twenty three his first twenty three legs of a twenty five leg parlay, and FanDuel allowed him to cash it out uh, when the one of the games was at halftime. That was one of his last two games was at halftime, so he wasn't sure he was going to win or not, and they let him cash out for a quarter million dollars. His last two legs hit, and he would have won the million. So if you're him, are you just happy to have the quarter mil or are you kicking yourself for losing? Nah, you, you take, you take the money and run, take the money and run in these type of situations. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I have to think, uh, I can do a lot with a quarter million dollars, pay off my house. <laughs> That'd Absolutely. be nice. Uh, a lot of good stuff you could do with that money. <laughs> Absolutely. Man, you take that money and run with it. So, well, either way, it's a good position to be in. Um, so if our bet is similarly successful, I will be ecstatic. And if I cash out at six thousand and I give away seven, it's six thousand six thousand dollars I didn't have at the beginning of the day. You and me both. I'm just I just want to win. <laughs> as the old Raiders, as the old Raiders Monica's once said, just win, baby. That's all you gotta do. Just win. So Josh, uh, that we are in almost complete agreement this week. So uh, hopefully this. Anything else you want to touch on before we hop off? It should be a great week of football. You got the Bills and the Dolphins at the highlight, the one o'clock games, and you got the uh, Packers, the two goats at the four o'clock window. Packers and Bucks. Can't wait for these games this week, Jeff. I'm looking forward to it, Josh. I will be watching from the arena. Caps preseason starts, so uh, I'll be watching in the office, but at least I'll get to watch. Got you. I uh, I know basketball is coming up back there. Capital One Arena, two media days should be uh, next this week coming up. So. Uh, I know it's a busy time of the year for you, man. Uh, uh, but you know what? It's uh, it's a lot easier than concerts. So the games, you know, 
they take my nights away and it, but it's much shorter days and allows me mornings at home with the family. So I don't mind it too much. Absolutely, man. That's good. Definitely. Well, Josh, I appreciate you joining me as always. And I will see you next week. Yes, sir. Jack, be safe, man. You too. And that is going to do it for the podcast. So just to quickly recap my picks, I like the Ravens minus three, the over in the Bills-Dolphins game over 52.5, the over in the Lions-Vikings game over 52.5, and as well, I also like the Vikings minus six in that one. I like the under in the Chiefs-Colts game. I like the Bengals minus six against the Jets. I like the Commanders plus six and a half against the Eagles. I like the Panthers plus three against the Saints. I like the Titans plus two and a half against the Raiders. I like the Bears minus two and a half against the Texans. I like the Chargers minus seven against the Jags, provided that Justin Herbert plays. If he does not play, I am staying away from that game. I like the Rams minus three and a half against the Cardinals. I like the Packers plus one against the Bucks. I like the Falcons plus one against the Seahawks. I like the 49ers minus one and a half against the Broncos. And I like my Dallas Cowboys plus one against the Giants. And the teaser of the week for week three, looking to go three and oh, I am teasing the Falcons from plus one to plus seven. And I'm teasing the Panthers from plus three to plus nine. That is the week three teaser of the week. And those are my picks for this week. Thank you for joining me. This was a brief podcast. I apologize if you were looking for more in-depth analysis, but time was short this week. So, hey, a nice, easy listen, and hopefully uh, you got some winners out of it. So thank you for listening, and I will see you next week.